Welcome to the Yellow Family Podcast with Tom and Michael. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. Tom and Michael back for another Yellow Family, the only show in history to simultaneously celebrate a season finale and a season premiere. That's right, Michael. Back tonight for the official premiere of season two. Also, of course, the unofficial finale for season one. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who missed it, Michael made a look. It's a severe error. Didn't realise that last week was our last episode. Luckily, we have been renewed for a second season which is why we're doing a premiere and a finale on the same night. And to all the listeners at home who are surprised that we're back, don't worry, so are we. Not joined by any special guests tonight, Tom. We were supposed to be joined by Josh. Something came up, so we're just going with the flow here. Michael, probably your huge blunder that affected Josh, um, which I personally think is why he didn't show up, but look, we're going to get to that a bit later. We'll talk about it. Uh, Correct, Tom, but Josh did choose this week's episodes of the week, Tom, and I say episodes for a reason, Tom, what are they? Season 6, episode 25, and season 7, episode 1, Who Shot Mr. Burns, part 1 and 2. And it's all happening over the next hour here on The Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. The Yellow Family here with Tom and Michael back for our second season, also subtly finishing up our first season in a hybrid season finale season premiere, Tom. Yeah, very emotional time for us in the studio here. Um, Happy, we're happy, we're sad. (laughs) Lots of tears in the studio. Very confused about (laughs) everything that's going on at the moment. Um, We're very, me and Michael, very upset. Yeah, the whole crew is in tears. We do remember that we're going to be back next week. We're back until December. Yeah, we did get renewed. Very confusing time for us and the listeners. And Tom, we do get people writing into the show from time to time on all our socials. Always good to hear from the family members, which is the self-named fandom of the Yellow Family. Um, (laughs) And you can use any of our social media channels or any creative way to get in contact with us. Carrier Pigeon has been suggested. I'm still looking out for some MSN. MSN. We haven't gotten any from MSN. We have heard that MSN is no longer uh, (laughs) functioning, but if you can get us an MSN, please do so. For a while on the show, Tom, uh, we did a segment here where we read out uh, listener feedback on air. That segment did disappear for a while. Um, Like a lot of our segments. Lots of the segments uh, sort of come and go. We kind of take them when we need them, when we need When we need a few five minutes or so. (laughs) That segment did disappear for a while. Yeah, it's a little segment that, look, we like to call it... As you are aware, we get, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of writers. Overwhelmed by the writers. (laughs) We've tried hiring some people to figure it out. It's been very difficult. Sad to say here, we've had what can only be described as our first ever negative critic for the show. Dear God, no. Yeah, and I, I, like, I'm like i sure there's a lot behind our backs. I'm sure there are a lot of negative criticisms. Yeah, but this one's a publicly <laughs> voiced one, right? And like, here on The Yellow Family, we're not ones to name and shame, but someone has written us in something that... And, and you know who you are, the person that did it. <laughs> you, you know who you are. And to be honest, it was deeply hurtful to me. I'm sure it will be deeply hurtful to you as well. I'm not even sure. Do I want to hear about this? I mean, all the feedback I've been hearing about the show has been great. My mum thinks it's fantastic. My dad (laughs) gives me a text before the show saying... I hope it goes well. Look, it's part of the public domain. It wasn't a private message. He's actually, um, it was a comment that he left on one of our Facebook posts. All right. Let's call him Jeff, because I'm not going to use his real name, (laughs) but you can find it. It's there. He's commented on one of the podcast posts, right? One word. One word sums it it all up. Unfunny. Oh, 
Jeff, what are you doing, Jeff? First of all, Jeff, big thanks from us for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. If you did listen, thank you very much. I mean, on the podcast, that that counts as a view. Yeah, the statistics are The statistics are are great for us. The statistics (laughs) don't show if it's positive or negative. And I guess what I want to know, did you actually listen to the whole podcast, Jeff? Because if so, good on you for sticking it out when it was so (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the Thanks for the feedback, Jeff. Yep, look, we never claim to be a funny show. Well, I've been calling it a comedy pop culture show, to be honest. Oh, well, that's... That's probably where we've lost Jeff. Yeah, sorry about that, Jeff. Guys, the studio is a bit bare tonight. We did have a guest lined up. Something came up. We are doing our season two premiere, season one finale here. Yeah, we're very much finishing the way we started. And starting the way we started, yeah. with it just being me and Michael in the studio. Yeah, the first time we did this, it was a bit of an awkward mess, but like we like to think we've come a, come a long way. But Josh could not join us tonight, Sally, but he did choose this episode. No, I do think it was your screw-up of the dates. You've completely messed up the dates that did drive Josh out. A record number of technical blunders last week. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. I'm always making technical <laughs> blunders on the show. Now, the original idea, which I think was very good, was that this would be our season finale. Next week would be our season premiere. Josh wanted to do Who Shot Mr. Burns. I asked him part one or part two. He said both. So the idea was we finish on a cliffhanger with part one at the end of season one, get people begging for more, come back season two, part two. I thought it would have been a great idea. It, it would have been it would have been a fantastic idea if it, it worked. Yeah. It did not work. It didn't work. Big sc- word there is if. Yeah, <laughs> I screwed up the dates. Now what we have to do, we have to squeeze two episodes into one hour. I've never done that before. It's groundbreaking yeah. stuff here. All without Josh. It's, it's a revolutionary <laughs> show. But Tom, please kick us off about Who Shot Mr. Burns Parts 1 and 2 with your always very basic and fun, fun facts. <laughs> Obviously, with the two-part episode, we have two different air dates. Part 1 aired May 21st, 1995, and Part 2 was four months later on uh, September 17th. Written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein once again. The original idea actually came from the big man, Matt Groening. Uh, he wanted to produce a two-part mystery episode, which could also be used as a publicity stunt and also actually as a contest for the viewers. The concept of the two-part episode, he got it from from what I'm guessing is an American soap opera called Dallas, which I've never heard of. Have you? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. No, where pretty much the main character was shot in a whodunit type of yeah. episode. And the months between the final reveal of Who Shot Mr. Burns, there was a huge public reaction and response to the episode. Fox ended up offering a contest to viewers to see who could actually guess. It was one of the big initial endeavours connecting kind of television and the internet. Yeah, which is really interesting. And I guess the premise here for um, people who haven't seen it is the Springfield Elementary School finds a source of oil. The school kind of strikes gold, literally. While they're burying the school hamster. Yeah. Super dude. (laughs) Mr. Burns hijacks the oil supply for the power plant and he makes everyone in Springfield really angry. And at the end of part one, Burns is shot by an unknown assailant. Part two revolves around Chief Wiggum and the police force trying to solve the crime. Yeah, they end up coming to the conclusion that Homer was the shooter, they've got DNA on him, fingerprints on the murder weapon, Burns reveals otherwise at the yeah. end of the episodes. and like, as always, we watch these episodes together, Tom, on the Thursday afternoon. We do, we get together, we have a lunch. We have a hot chocolate. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite good. And, like, I... Like, I wasn't overly excited to watch these ones because, like, I didn't remember them being that good when I was a kid. But, like, when we watched them back, there was definitely heaps of funny moments and, like, really fun episode to rewatch, knowing the ending and knowing what the twist is at the end. Definitely. I feel like like I've seen a lot of 
this episode a lot of times because it was just seemed to always be on TV. And I'd watch a bit of it and then be like, oh, I know the end to this. I'm not going to watch the whole thing. When I actually came back on Thursday to watch the whole thing, there was so many great moments, which I guess we'll get to later. And, like, on the cliffhanger of this episode and the two-part thing, I think that's so much more ambitious that, than I ever really realised when I was a kid. Like, we were, like, one when these episodes aired. So we, so we didn't have that gap of not knowing who did it. Yeah, you sort of just found out straight away because I'm pretty sure they just aired them back to back when we watched them but like this was a massive deal and like other cartoons ended up doing these kind of two-part cliffhanger episodes south park's done this a few times i think you were saying archer has like the archer two-part has, episodes like, yeah a couple of finale episodes futurama in particular capitalizes in these kinds of episodes because like almost every season finale on futurama is a cliffhanger based on the yeah, premise that they, they don't know they'll be renewed always frame it in a way that there is a possibility that it that could come back exactly right the f- i i think there's a lot to talk about with who shot Mr. Burns, and we will be getting to all of that later in the show. It's the Yellow Family here with Tom and Michael. Talking all things Who Shot Mr. Burns, parts one and two, in our hybrid season one finale, season two premiere. It is is one of our saddest and also (laughs) happiest shows because we've been renewed, but season one is over. Tom, you always continue the discussion after the first song with another kind of fun fact. It's a good way to link everything up. Let's call it a Tom fact because (laughs) they're not that fun. Sometimes (laughs) they are. Sometimes they're fun. But, But go ahead. All right, here it is. Look, even though it was a mystery, the writers wanted to make the shooting solvable. A lot of clues were actually hidden throughout part one of the episode. The clocks in all the episodes were set to either three or nine o'clock, hinting to actually read the sundial upside down. Yeah, because at the end, Burns sort of passes out on the sundial. After being shot. He's yeah. pointing to the west and south, but at the end, it turns out it was like M and S, not From W his point and of S. View. So it's sort of like, say, yeah, read the clocks upside down. It's yeah. pretty Also clever. in part one, Mr. Burns goes to try and steal candy from a baby. Obviously what he gets shot for doing by Maggie. There's also various M, W and S references to the sundial Burns passes out on. Yeah. Like Mo's surname is revealed as Sislak for the first time. Yeah. For in the, in the like of this the liquor license behind his um, yeah. behind his bike. Which like when I'm viewing it now makes a lot more sense. But when I was first viewing that I can see why they You don't see why it's in. there. Yeah. Exactly. Grandpa's gun with a, was a Smith & Wesson. Even Skinner? Does yeah. Skinner, Skinner has a W on his diploma. It's WC more Skinner, so WS again. And then there's all those other characters. There's Waylon Smithers, WS, Maggie Simpson, of course, is MS. And also, Sanders' little helper is referenced by Mr. Burns as the Simpsons' mutt. Yeah, SM again, or NS. No, Burns' gun is missing when he passes out on the sundial because it falls into the Simpsons' car. And they use that kind of freeze frame. Yeah, it's a nice little effect where it just, the whole thing just freeze frames, but you see that the gun isn't there anymore. And the holster is... Yeah, doesn't which, have the gun anymore. Which is like, so again, another little clever hint that you'd you'd miss out on. And also, in part one at the end, Mr. Burns at the town meeting says, do, do any of you have the guts to stop me? Because yeah. he's going to block out the sun, That's right? That's something interesting we actually noticed when we were watching it again. Mm. In that scene, he pans around from all the members of the community and there's, nobody is making eye contact with Mr. Burns except for Maggie. Yeah, Maggie. At the bottom of the screen. And, like, you don't really notice, like, the, like I'm guessing the first time you watch, you don't really put, put that much into it. But, yeah, it's a nice little hint it's there. It's a sinister stare that Maggie actually has. Yeah. While the writers do such a good job of keeping it under wraps, I really like how, like, they so forcefully make some of the characters suspects just through the dialogue. Just two playing of, out. Two of just... the characters openly just state that they want to kill Mr. Burns. Like, when uh, <laughs> Willie finds out that he can't 
can't have all the stuff from the school. He's like, I'll kill that Mr. Burns <laughs> and wound that Mr. Smithers. And then Homer, when he's being dragged out of he's Burns' office. He's spray-painting his name yeah, onto and, Mr. Burns' wall in his office. Yeah, and he gets dragged out. And it's like, oh, you're a dead man, Burns. You're, <laughs> you're dead. dead you're a dead man. <laughs> right? And it's just like so blatantly making them suspects just for the sake exactly. of it. And they did that with a lot of them. A lot of them were stroking their guns. Yeah. Like, Barney was stroking his gun. Barney when- Moe. <laughs> even, like, I, I don't know, Sideshow Mel's got a knife. Yeah. Like, all, everyone in town's a suspect, as Marge puts it. And, like, there are a few endings that were animated because they were trying to keep it under they had wraps. They to keep so, it under wraps, so, so they, nobody actually knew. Yeah, and, like, Apu, Mo, Barney, Tito, and Santa's Little Helper were all animated shooting Burns to keep it under wraps. And one where Smithers shoots Burns, right? And these were all shown as a joke in The Simpsons 138th right. episode Spectacular, yeah. <laughs> which Troy McClure hosts. They show the Smithers shooting Burns ending and, like, McClure just sort of goes, but of course, if that happened, you'd have to ignore all of the Simpson DNA that came before exactly. it and Homer's fingerprints <laughs> on the gun. It- but it's a really iconic Simpsons moment. Yeah. Just because of how they made this two-part episode, nobody else had done that at the time. Yeah, in fact, I, I think that this is one of the episodes that is really synonymous with The Simpsons, and it's, like, really, especially with Mr. Burns, like, blocking out the sun. Like, it's so sinister. It's, like, the worst thing he's ever done. And it's actually parodied in a South Park episode, which is just called The Simpsons Did It, or The Simpsons Already Did That's It, where <laughs> Butters wants to block out the sun, and his, his sidekick is just like, oh, yeah, like, sort of like in The Simpsons. And he's like, wait, <laughs> Simpsons what? Simpsons did it. And, and, like, they're trying to think of ideas, but all of them have been done by Which the Simpsons. Which is so true. Yeah. It's so I, hard to think of something they haven't actually already done. There was actually a big story that broke this week about a, a scholar who, or a, or a programmer who analysed a bunch of data from the dialogue of the Simpsons and arranged it in really interesting ways. And he found that out of all the characters other than the main five, Burns is the next character with the most dialogue throughout the series. And Which is interesting. because We not... have talked about him a lot, though. Yeah, he has been in a lot of our episodes. We had... Um, Homer Goes to College... It? We had the three-eyed fish episode, that really like, confusingly. Yeah, the confusingly long one. title. <laughs> like, and I think this is obviously another Burns episode, and it really shows him at his best. Like, it's what it's definitely, I reckon, his best episode. And I really like. Again, we talked last week in Homer the Smithers with Hayden about the Burns and Smithers relationship, and you get a really nice nod here where they're having an argument about what Burns wants to do. And yeah, Smithers is so against it. Yeah, and for the first time, and possibly only time, I believe. They call each other by their first names. So they call each other Monty and Waylon. And it's like, it's no longer this professional thing of Mr. Burns and Mr. Smithers, but it becomes a personal thing of uh, Waylon and Monty. Yeah, it's nice to see that a lot of the time he does do Mr. Burns's dirty work. Yeah, like, the trap door is the best example of that. Like, Smithers does not care that Burns is just dropping people from a trap door to, in his into office. Into who knows where. Yeah, and, and when Tom Jones comes to sing for Marge and Smithers is standing That's behind him with a exactly. gun, he's like, just smile, <laughs> just smile. Yeah, but it's nice to see that, you know, Smithers does have a line yeah. that he doesn't want to cross here, he doesn't want to block out the sun, he doesn't want to, of course, steal candy from a baby. And he says to Burns, he's Says, this isn't a rival company. This is a, this is a school. No one in town is going to stand for this. And like Burns is just like, well, no one's going to stop me anyway. He's- and again, like without without Burns though, so Smithers leaves. Without Burns, Smithers is a it becomes a wreck. 
Yeah. And as we saw last week, without Smithers, Burns, Burns becomes... Is useless. He yeah. can't do anything by himself. He needs them. So they, it's interesting, that symbiotic relationship they oh, have. Oh, totally, yeah. It, it almost becomes like this film noir kind of thing, where the whole tone of the episode After shifts. he's been shot and he's stumbling around, and, like, trying to find help. Yeah, it goes to this like typical Simpson-y, cartoony humour, satirical, and then it's just like, all the sounds are very particular, all the cinematography is very particular, and it just it's very unusual for the Simpson, Simpsons, and it feels so weird for some reason. It's very, it's very somber, I guess. Yeah, well, they've got him, like, a man has been shot. Yeah. And he's stumbling around. He finally just falls, and when he's falling, it's in slow motion. There's these freeze frames of him just Falling collapsing. onto the sundial. It's quite, it, it's quite intense. Lisa is, in part two, is going out trying to work out who solved the crime. You get a really nice line from Marge where she's like, I don't think you should be trying to solve a shooting. Maybe you should try and figure out who left the cho- who who put mud in the freezer. Who wants chocolate ice cream? Yeah, Bart comes out. But like, <laughs> why do I do? At, at the same time, the police force are trying to solve the crime, and again, you just see the the absolute not corruption, but just the incompetence of the police force. A really nice look at American society. Definitely, right? there's so many times when they're interviewing, like, oh, what are they doing? They're interviewing each of the suspects. Yeah, and they, and go, they to go to Tito. Tito. <laughs> Tito's like, why would I shoot Mr. Burns when? And I can torture his soul with music. They do a big musical <laughs> number about Signor Burns. And then Chief Wiggum's just like, well, you're right. definitely not the, the killer. You, you know, like, oh, I hope all our suspects are this fun. Cut and then to it goes to Principal Skinner. Principal Skinner who's just, like, hmm... No, let me think. Yeah, and of course no. at the end, like, Lisa's cracking onto something and she enters Chief Wiggum's, like, hallucination. Somehow, in you a get, dream. You get that really weird scene where it's like, Burns' suit, and then she's like, look, look at, at Burns' suit. suit. <laughs> Eddie appears and he's like, hey, do you think we should check out that suit Burns was wearing when he got shot? Oh, and did you have the weird backwards stalking dream as well? Yeah, and like... I'll drive. It's like, again, it's it's such a classic Lisa moment where she's like she's almost like Superintendent Chalmers in that she can see through all this crap that's she's going on. She's kind of aware of how the real life aspects. Yeah, and she kind of she kind of cracks on like cuz the police force at this point are going it has to be Homer Simpson. His fingerprints are on the gun. He's, you know, he's been identified by Mr. Ben, but Lisa's the and only one. And even before that, she's trying to prove Wayland's innocent. I don't know, she's the only person who's like other than the police force, who seems to actively care about this and seems to believe that Homer didn't do it. Everyone else is just kind of okay with it. I mean, they do have a strong case in which his fingerprints are on the gun and it was found in him. He did actually threaten to shoot Mr. Mr. Burns Burns and kill him. Again, (laughs) what we've found, like, Homer is so violent. Like, he brandishes that knife at um, Bart at the table in in Homer Goes to College. He punches Burns in the face last week (laughs) in Homer the Smithers, but... Of course, at the end, it's Burns who comes out and said, no, Homer didn't shoot me. Maggie shot me. What do you think of it now? And when you were a kid, like, how did you perceive that? What did you think of it when you were younger? Viewing it now, I completely understand why they took that route. Because they have to have somebody, if it was an adult, they would have to go to jail. Right. They they did shoot somebody. As a baby, you can... You can palm it off, If she did mean it, or if she didn't, kind of palm it off. It's like, all right, that happened. That's fine, because it was a baby. Yeah. They didn't know what they were doing. So in that kind of way, I understand why they had to make that route. I remember, like, even as a kid, though, I remember, like, not feeling cheated, but almost feeling unsatisfied by it. And I think it's just, like... Because you want somebody to... Yeah, your cultural learnings of TV. Like, you just want someone to have done it and go to jail for it. Like, just because of how the episode was framed. And then it's like, oh, it was actually just Maggie. And I I just felt, like, unsatisfied with, with a kid. But 
looking at it now, the clues are all there. Like, it was so obviously Maggie through all of the these way clues. Mr. Burns speaks to Maggie in that scene where uh, he's talking to And it's an amazing somebody, scene. He's talking to a baby. The baby's not responding to him. In, the, in that scene, in the part one, you just think that the other person's not responding to him and because, holding yeah, up a gun. You basically see... Burns' shadow. You don't see anything else, and you just hear Burns sort of talking out loud and no one oh, replying. You. Oh, it's you. What are you so happy about? Well, I you better you. drop it, you know? And you're like, oh, is the, the other person just not replying, or is it just purposely not, you can't hear them? And then it, like, it all makes sense when they show it in part two with Maggie. It was very, very good writing. And that's also why they had, um, who was it? They had Barney Gumble as the suspect. Mm. Mainly because the writers thought if Barney was the shooter, it wouldn't actually affect the The storyline of the show in the long run if he did have to go to jail, of course. But then again, The Simpsons being the show that it is, I could always see it just like like them palming it off whoever it was in the next episode. They're back the next episode. Yeah, (laughs) but obviously, like, Maggie, it's a good twist and... Well, obviously, it was nobody nobody in the competition of however many thousands of people trying to guess this twist. Who shot Mr. Burns? Nobody guessed that it was Maggie. Yeah, and the, the, the funny thing if, is, of course, is we always get this little hint from the writers that Maggie is actually quite a clever little baby, and it's very heavily implied at the end that, like, because they're all like, ah, oh, no one's going to convict a baby. Marge is like, it was an accident. Like, she's a baby. But it's very heavily implied that Maggie deliberately shot Mr. Burns because she knew that what he was doing was wrong, even though she's just this little baby. Which kind of bad. If you go back and watch it, watch that scene where Mr. Burns is saying, who's going to stop me? Yeah, she's very The look in her eyes is, isn't like, she? quite scary. Funnily enough, we, we kind of looked further into this, and there is an episode in season 18, which is, like, over 10 years after this, where, and it's called Revenge a dish best served three times where Homer makes a comment and he he basically says, you know, if I'm going to shoot someone, I'm going to frame it on the baby like I did last time. So (laughs) so basically, like, and like, say what you want about The Simpsons Golden Age. We're always open to looking outside of it and The Simpsons is so loose with its continuity anyway. But according to this episode, it actually was Homer and he framed Maggie for it. Which is like, you know, typical Homer. But like, I I don't know. I like to think that it actually was Maggie at the end. And they do show Maggie doing it. Very, very good episode. We will be back straight after this counting down the top three moments and the honourable mentions from Who Shot Mr. Burns, parts one and two, lots of very good moments. It's the Yellow Family here with Tom and Michael. Tom, it's the Yellow Family here with Tom and Michael, It is, first of all. still. <laughs> Got a message in from family member Vincent. He said that the backwards talking dream is taken straight from Twin Peaks, FYI, which was a 15-ish episode murder mystery cliffhanger. I'm going to blame this technical, not a technical blunder, a writing blunder on you. <laughs> you do write all of the fun facts and the popular culture facts that, that are the Simpsons references. Going to throw the blame on you for this one. Please explain. Yeah, look, mentioned numerous times. I have, all I'm going to say is a minimal role in the whole running of the show. I rock up about an hour or two beforehand, write my fun facts. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've been producing, you've been writing run sheets, organising guests and songs, lots of stuff to do for you. Obviously not the best job at the organising guests tonight, because that fell through. So look, I'm happy to accept that as my first mistake of the show. Yeah. I would, however, like to pass that mistake over to Josh. Because he didn't show up. Because he didn't show up. (laughs) Tom, we're back tonight for the premiere of season two of The Yellow Family and the finale of season one. It's a hybrid episode, and it's really good to be back again. Yeah, look, I'd say it's great to be back, but we did 
do the show last week. Yeah. Didn't really get any time off. Haven't had that much of a break. Just sort of did what we always do. Yeah, still good to be back, though. Like, what would you be doing tonight if you weren't back? Like, in my opinion, I'm really glad we're not not back. Yeah, I'd call tonight definitely a bit of a comeback special. Pretty good. Um, Lots of change on the show this week, which is why we're launching into one of our more regular segments. And darling, I will be counting down the top three moments from this week's episode. It is the top three moments from this week's episode. We did say that season two would be bigger, better, and bolder than ever before. It's mainly more of the same. Very similar. Not Uh, much has changed. Not much has changed. Uh, We were considering some change to this segment uh, for a little bit. Yeah, just to shake things up for the new season, we... We're thinking of a name change to the top five. Yeah, just didn't sit well with no, us. We just, just thought it, it's the top three. No time. But we don't. <laughs> but we do always like to um, start off with the honourable mention. Some of the better moments from the show that we want to relive. Would you like to dive into those now? Definitely. All right, let's do that. Why is it when I heard the word school and the word exploded, I immediately thought of the word skinner? Now, what's that say under your hand there? Hmm? Oh, it's an unrelated article. It's an unrelated article. Hmm? Within the banner headline. Yes. The cafeteria staff is complaining about the mice in the kitchen. I want to hire a new staff. You know these guitars that are like double guitars, you know? I've got a monopoly to maintain. I own the electric company and the waterworks. They didn't approve my idea. They said it was unfeasible. It is unfeasible to resurrect a dead Bart. I'll kill that Mr. Burns! And wound that Mr. Smithers! Hey, the lamp's running away! That's my dog, man. The long lamp! I'm going to bury it in the yard where little hands can't get to it. You should have fired into the air! She would have run off! He robbed the school of me! He robbed the school of financial security. He robbed the school of Tito. He can't remember my name. He's causing us all to yell. Just a minute. This isn't Mr. Burns at all. It's a mask. Wait, it is Burns. His wrinkly skin looks like a mask. Burns was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced dead. He was then transferred to a better hospital where doctors upgraded his condition to alive. It's Mr. Smithers. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's a good suspect. Oh, I bet he's the one. Yes, fingers did it. Case closed. Now, where's my hat? I'm going to the outhouse. We don't have an outhouse. (gasps) My tool shed! I only hope you can forgive me for shooting your wooden leg. You shot who and what now? Okay, Smithers. You're free to go. And you, one question. Do you know what's up, Mr. Burns? Because we are really up the creek on this one. Why don't you try to solve the mystery of who put that mud in the freezer? Who wants chocolate ice cream? <laughs> Homer Simpson, you're under arrest for attempted murder. No! Yeah, that's what they all say. They all say dough. And those are the honorable mentions from Who Shot Mr. Burns Parts 1 and 2. Two episodes to do there, so... I do have to speed them up when there's a lot, because we do try Definitely, to make them yeah. under, like, <laughs> at least a minute and a half max. Um, any standouts there for you, Tom? The Simpsons are sitting around the family dinner table, mm. and they're talking about, it could have been anyone. It could have been Dad or yeah. Bart. yeah. And then Marge says, oh, well, Smithers did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Smingers did Smingers it. Smingers did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going to the yard house. Um, <laughs> what I, about you? I love the one where, again, the incompetency of the, the police force where, you know, Smithers actually shot um, Jasper in the leg. Jasper has no idea. And then, yeah. <laughs> then Wiggum's just like, you're free to go, Smithers. And also, Jasper... Do you know who shot Mr. Burns? Because we're like... <laughs> Another great one you didn't actually put in there oh, was no. um, the one where... Lisa runs into the police station like, you've arrested the wrong person. <laughs> and they free Dr. Colossus. <laughs> All right, Dr. Away. Colossus, you're free to go. <laughs> it's not about the honourable mentions. It never is. It never has been and never will be. No, it's, it's about, about the, top, the three. top three. Yeah. We'll dive into number three. Number three. Who the devil are you? Richard! Oh, my God. What? What are you talking about? Don't really make sense, man. I can't understand a word you're saying. You're just barely getting... My name is Homer Simpson. 
That is number three. And it, like the, the the recurring gag. Sped through, up. It's fantastic. <laughs> recurring gag throughout the episode is that Burns just can't remember Homer's name. A really really good one there. It's a recurring gag along the whole series, show, right? And really. they find they finally address it here, which is really exactly. good. Number two. Yep. Let's get going. Number two. Okay, sir. So you're free to go. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. Hot date. Dinner with Fred. Dinner alone. Watching TV alone. All right. I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. See his catalog. Now, would you unhook this already, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. I think, like, this is one of my favourite moments in the whole show, and I forgot it was from this episode, but I really like it. Same. Just Moe and the lie detector. <laughs> Moe is always the butt just of every just kept joke. going. Yeah. Number one, our favourite moment from this week's episode, guys. Here it is. Number one. Well, I couldn't possibly solve this mystery. Can you... Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, you know, it's my job, right? Honestly, think this is one of my favourite moments in the whole of The Simpsons. It's a beautifully animated... Yeah, it, it combines everything, right? Everything is perfect about it. The sound, the animation, the visual, like, because, you know, basically it's a call-out to the audience. Hibbert it, guys, I couldn't possibly solve it, can you? He points straight into the barrel of the camera... Then it zooms out, and it actually shows him pointing to Chief Wickham, who delivers that stellar line, like, yeah, I mean, it's my job. Of course I'll give it a shot. And they did that because of the contest, which was run about this. Yeah. Uh, That's how they framed it. Guys, those are our top three moments from Who Shot Mr. Burns. Let us know your favourite moments from the episode by writing us in at facebook.com slash the Yellow Family. We've got to go to a song now, but we'll be back right after this. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Michael, you love to link the songs you play on the show somehow to the episode of the week. I do. Going to take a stab at this week's. And it's, it's pretty much obvious e- It's much week. easier because it's written on the run sheet in front of me. <laughs> But, um, is it songs about guns? Songs about guns. I was going to do originally songs that have two parts, because Who Shot Mr. Burns Parts 1 and 2. That would fantastic. Couldn't this think, one, of, not, couldn't think not of any. Not your worst. Not but... my worst, yeah. Tom, usually we do a game or some kind of bonus segment in the last few minutes to try and incorporate the guest a bit yeah, more. Yeah, we try and get them incorporated, get them talking, yeah. get them feeling good. And, like, obviously we were short a guest this week, so we thought, what can we do to fill that time? And we were like... You know, we could do whatever every other average Joe in his radio show does and play some, so- some sort of, like, the best bits of season one wrap-up kind of thing. Yeah, just something stupid, you know, to fill five minutes. Yeah. So that's exactly what we did. We have finished up season one. We had such a good time doing it. And this is going to be like a package that we put together for the best moments of season one. So that's all available on iTunes now. And you can go back and listen to it. Check it out and leave us a review on iTunes. So here are the best moments of the Yellow Family season one. Enjoy. Wow, Tom. A full season of the Yellow Family down already. I can't believe it's gone so quick. That's right, Michael. So we thought we'd look back on some of our best moments of the show. As chosen by you, the listeners. And by you, the listeners, we mean us. Tom and Michael. So here's a flashback at season one of The Yellow Family in a pre-recorded segment that definitely isn't filler. Flashback sound effect. In episode one, Michael and I came together for a long and awkward mess that was nearly as bad as when Richie chose Alex instead of that other girl on the show that everyone wanted him to pick. Ah, classic Richie. TV love is real love, right Tom? And Tom surprised me live on air that week by challenging me to something that became one of our most beloved segments that took up hours and hours of our free time. I thought we'd better have some good segment ideas, and just quietly, I think I have quite a good one. This is interesting to me, Tom, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, first of all, you have an idea. I can issue you a challenge. Learn and cover the main song from this episode, Baby right. On Board. Episode 2 saw us joined by Alex, and the first ever Can I Cover a Feeling from Michael. 
I'm so impressed with the level of dedication you've actually shown to that. Imagine I... if you could harness that level of dedication and just apply it to other areas of your life. Your career or <laughs> your job, your uni studies, your love life. Yeah, I think I'm doing okay in all those areas. Get started on the love life. It's getting embarrassing. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Tom. In episode three, we met Phoebe, who had a fantastic analogy for choosing her favourite episode of The Simpsons. It's kind of like, you know, like when parents ask, like, who is your favourite child? But yeah, my kids ask me that a bit, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have one, but you don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> and in episode four, we talked about The Simpsons in video games when we met Sam, who was very honest about his opinions on the show. And he had this to say about Michael. Michael, you're kind of mean. <laughs> Like, the, yeah, the, game, the, the, the content, fine, but you kind I did of not mean. Episodes 5 and 6 with Andrew and Luke saw us introduce Wake Me Up When The Simpsons Ends, our brand new game segment that listeners played along with at home. How do you know they played along at home? Just play the snippet. If you get the wrong answer, you will hear this sound. Wrong answer, you idiot. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear that Wait, sound. That. That. I made that yesterday in secret. In episode 7, we were joined by Marcus, and I finally brought up the elephant in the room and addressed Michael's array of technical blunders, and Michael's horrible incompetence became one of our most beloved gags. Intro was too loud, then we got complaints that the outro was too loud. A bit embarrassing for us. But we do have reports Yeah. last week's episode. That yeah, come I think in. I fixed it. They're too soft. The outro was too soft. We can't win. <laughs> we can't win, can we, Tom? Ah, classic me. And who could forget our royal prank on Jack in episode 8, when we challenged him to a completely fabricated game of who said that Simpsons quote. Just to ruffle his feathers a bit. That brings the scores to 9 oh, even, so we go to a tiebreaker round to finish this oh, off. This like... is a very easy one, so it's really about the speed of buzzing in here. Who said that Simpsons quote? The Tom. Tom. Yes, Tom. Try McClure, season 12, episode 5. Yes, he's got it, Tom! <laughs> takes it home! <laughs> I'm just looking at his computer right now. <laughs> Jack has caught on! Rachel joined us in episode 9, and we switched off the jokes having our first ever no shenanigans hour to help Rachel feel more comfortable about not being funny. We are very accommodating. We want everyone to feel as comfortable as possible. No laughing. No <laughs> joke telling of any kind, because we want Rachel to feel as comfortable as possible. Oh. Rachel, is that okay with you? That's okay. I don't think you can do it, but that's okay with me. <laughs> Japan nerd Lauren joined us in our 10th episode, and she had a bunch of stuff to say most of which was in Japanese. I'm just going to insert some Japanese here. Totemo tanoshi, which is very happy. Big ditto from us. Very helpful, Lauren. And last week for episode 11, we met Hayden, whose legendary Simpsons impersonations got him a gig on Hamish and Andy. Got a call from a private number picked up that's like, oh, it's, hey, it's Jack from Hamish and Andy. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> what? And so pretty much they're like, yeah, do some Simpsons impersonations for me. I'm like, okay, so I did them. They were awful. So, so what's he expecting? Outstanding impressions? I've got no idea what he's expecting. <laughs> Not what you gave him. <laughs> wow, Tom. So many memories. And there's still so many episodes of The Yellow Family to go, starting with our totally legitimate season premiere next week. Let's just hope that unlike The Simpsons, we can keep it fresh and invigorating for all the listeners. We really hope we can. It's yeah. going to be a fun season. A we lot of a lot planned. of really cool stuff planned, and we've got another. I th- I'm pretty sure we've got another eleven episodes, but I'm not sure. I will <laughs> double check it. We were not. We are not making the blunder. On that one. The, the season two finale will be right. We got to go to a song now, but we'll be back revealing our special guests for next week. Straight after this, it's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Michael, before we wrap up the show. Um, we had a very chaotic song break. Yeah, we actually You ran did. out of the studio. I'm out of breath because <laughs> I had to go get another guy who was locked outside the studios and let him in. Something I don't... I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But I don't think it's professional. <laughs> Is you running back into the studio, gesturing at me to check out your pet game. <laughs> 
getting me to touch your pecs <laughs> and you getting my opinion on them. Anyway, that, not the level of professionalism we're going. It was because I was out of breath and I was like, oh, by the way, check out my pecs. <laughs> Um, Tom, we do have some really cool guests lined up for next week, and we're really excited about it. So what's the 411 for next week, Tom? Huge week next week. We've actually got some, yeah, huge guests coming in. Even we're surprised about yeah, them we actually are really wanting surprised to be on the show. They got back, yeah. Um, but we're super excited to announce that next week we'll be joined by none other than Dan Doe and Mitch, the guys behind Four Finger Discount, one of the most successful Simpsons podcasts in the world pretty yeah. much at the moment, and one of the biggest sources of Simpsons memeage in the country. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be abandoning our traditional show structure for them. Bit of a risky there, move. Uh, <laughs> won't be an episode of the week. Instead, uh, we'll chat to the boys about all things The Simpsons. We'll do the to- their top three countdown of their favourite Simpsons moments. Big thanks to Jack Misson, who's a friend of the show. He helped us to organise this, and we're... Yeah, we're super stoked about having these guys on. Absolutely. Um, we are, we're really excited for that, and it should be a really good way to unofficially kick off Season 2. It's been really cool doing Season 1, and this is our unofficial Season 1 finale and official Season 2 premiere. But, guys, that is about all we've got time for on The Yellow Family tonight and for Season 1. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theyellowfamily for anything you may have missed. The podcast will be up shortly, and you can catch us on iTunes or any good podcasting app by searching the yellow family you can also follow us on twitter where the handle is at the yellow family if you enjoy the show please leave us a review on itunes preferably five stars as always go and like the facebook page it really helps us out and guys again we're so excited to bring you another season of the yellow family thank you for all your support so far it's the yellow family with tom and michael have a great night one.